Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry Ugalde, and I'm the host of this podcast. This week, while I was visiting yet another specialist, I thought, you know what? I haven't come on here yet and given some of the awesome tips that I've picked up over the last 10 years. So my apologies, because I was listening to a guest speaker this week at work and realized that as much as she had tips, a lot of the reason she was doing the work that she does is because she is still healing from trauma. And hey, we're all human. We all have trauma. For some of us, the healing comes in cycles and some people need to talk about it more in order to move past it. So I'm going to try to move away from talking about me all the time to talking about the things that I've learned that are going to help you. And so I'm at the specialist this week thinking, oh no, I didn't plan my ritual. So let me get right to that. Number one way I manage and keep life moving forward despite and in spite and around the disease is by chunking my appointments. So in the beginning, when you're diagnosed, you will take any and every appointment you need you don't know what's going on and you're just grabbing. It's very similar to drowning. When you are drowning, you don't know the name of the person that rescues you or what they look like. You don't know if you're grabbing a life jacket or a flutter board. You're just grabbing and you're holding on for dear life. So I'm past that stage. I'm at the stage now where I can float and I can float all day. And as long as I float, I'm fine. So I can be a little bit more particular about what I'm grabbing onto to help me. So for example, now I chunk my appointments. And what that means is that I look at my specialists and I understand which days they have clinic and I will make sure that I will see them within a two to three week span so that it all gets done in one go. And this makes my life easier to plan because as a teacher, I have assignments to give to my students and I've got to set them up for these assignments so I know the kind of cycles it's coming in. And it allows me to kind of have the focus back on my health for those two or three weeks where I know I'm going to be interrupted, as opposed to just kind of being interrupted one week here and five weeks later there and seven weeks later there. By getting it done in those two to three weeks, I focus hard on me, the medical part of the disease and how we put the pieces together of the puzzle. And then I go back to my life, teaching, mothering and all the great things that I get to do. What this also allows you to do is my second point. You get to double up on your labs. So I can't even tell you how many times I've had blood taken. I'm gonna say 500, but I think that even might be low. So I've gotten to the point now where by chunking the appointments and doubling up on the labs, I can minimize the number of times I'm getting a needle in my arm. So I have got my wonderful lady down at the clinic close to my home and she knows to use the very small needle that goes in my arm because my veins have collapsed because of prednisone. And when I get the requisition form, I will copy my top two specialists who see my blood and urine samples. And that's my nephrologist and my rheumatologist. My ENT, which is the number one complaint that I have around my airway, does it regular scope, so they don't need blood work. They just need to go into the camera and look into my airway and see what's going on. So. By chunking the appointments and doubling up on the blood work, I have two specialists seeing the same tests 
in the test results so they can compare apples to apples. They're not getting blood work from late December and mid-March. They're both looking at mid-March, able to say, this is what's going on for her in her kidneys and her joints and inflammation, etc. So I should have gone last week, but I didn't because I had a virus. And I know that virus equals inflammation equals this is going to throw off my labs. And I don't want the doctor to tell me I've got to take a medication just because I had a cold. And I don't want to redo labs. So this is the luxury I have now after a decade with disease where I can say, don't do labs when you're sick. Wait till your body gets better. Go do your labs. Get them done in one shot. Copy your doctors so you don't have to do all this work. It saves the system money. It saves you time. And of course, and more importantly, it saves you from the pain of having to have a needle in your arm. Lastly, moving on to the fun, is my ritual. I have a ritual around appointments. I make sure that I do something fun after every single appointment. And it sounds frivolous, but honestly, when you have that many appointments, and especially in the beginning when they're taking up so much of your day, you need to find ways to lighten it. So I will make sure that I go somewhere fun in the city, or I take a different subway route in the winter when it's cold. In the warm months when I can ride my bike, I will ride through, for example, I live in Toronto, so Kensington Market, which I love and is kind of en route to the hospital. So I'll come through there on the way back and I'll pick up an empanada or I'll go down to the lake and I'll just sit there and stare at the ducks. Sometimes I'll spend money. Sometimes I'll buy myself a fun and sparkly little pen like I used to when I went to UBC. UBC has the best bookstore, by the way. And... That just brought me so much joy. I would I would buy myself a pen every time I did something I was proud of or I got a good grade. So it was fun. It was a great little celebration for myself. And it doesn't cost crazy amounts of money. It's like two or three bucks. I will buy myself like the like top-notch organic or vegan brownies or cinnamon rolls, something that I don't give myself the treat to do regularly. I will save for appointments. And then, of course, it goes up from there. I will book massages, manicures, you know, eyebrows getting done around the appointment so that my day isn't just about a medical thing. Because these conversations get heavy. Every time you go and fill out the questionnaire about how you're feeling, it takes you back. And it sucks. So I don't want to have that sucky feeling in me for the rest of the day. I don't want to feel all taken back in the history of how bad it was. So I make sure to cut it off as soon as I leave the appointment with doing something fun. One time I got to bring my mom with me. I had an ENT appointment up in Barrie and that's about an hour from Toronto. And it was like a ridiculous winter day, but I said, mom, I'm going, my airways sucks. And I need to see her now. And I said, but come with me because on the way back, we will go to the grocery store and they have the best like deli lunch counter thing. You'll love it. And so I got to make a day of it. That's the other part. The other part is just being human around my appointments. So. I work full time and depending on where I'm working, I am able to get back to work or not. And when I'm not, I just don't sweat it. I'm like, dude, this is a sick day. You're using it to keep yourself from being sicker. Just make the day of it. Go home and sleep if you want to. Just learn to relax. And this gives me the opportunity to get to the appointment in a relaxed way and leave in a relaxed way. Because as we all know, Life is busy anyway, but when you're throwing the layer of chronic illness on it, it's just so much. So I try to find these ways to chillax because this is my only life. 
and I don't want to constantly be stressed out. The disease brings stress, work brings stress, motherhood brings stress. So anything and everything I can do to calm it down is what I'm going to do. And as I speak now, I'm very aware that you can hear a plane, but guess what? This is about the fifth time I've tried to get on here, so I'm just going to keep going, and I do apologize. I live downtown, and until and unless I can find some soundproof room, I'm going to keep going forward. It's about the no stress, right? So back to the, the appointments. Number one, chunk them. Number two, see if you can double up on your labs so that you can save yourself some time and energy and effort. And again, I'm always thinking about public health dollars, so save some money for public health. And then, of course, treat yourself. Treat yourself after the appointment. And again, depending on the appointment, my treat goes up. You know yourself. I have about five specialists who I see regularly. And by regularly, I mean, you know, three to five times a year. So that takes time away from my life. So instead of just worried about missing work or missing somebody's appointment or not being able to do something, I will actually plan something. So when I have appointments downtown, I'll call my girlfriends that live down, work downtown and say, do you guys want me for coffee? Because I'm not going to rush back to work because I'm always rushing. And I'm always trying to fit in labs before and after work. So sometimes I get to just relax. And that's how I do it. That's how I keep myself energized. That's how I keep myself from being bitter or resentful. It's hard. And if I sound like it's light, it's because I've been doing this for a decade now. So I've learned some things. And it's not about learning how to be stronger and toughening up. It's more about learning how to be gentle with yourself and really giving this the space that it deserves. For years, I tried to push appointments away so I could be at work. And it sounds ridiculous. I even had a doctor laugh at me. She's like, you really do that? I said, well, I don't do it necessarily anymore, but I still do try to do that. I look at my day and say, you know what? I can't do it in the mornings because we regularly have staff meetings. So I'm going to do it another time. And I'm in a luxurious point of my chronic illness right now that I do have some patterns and I can tell so that I can book around them and through them. And you'll get there too. So let's hope that these three simple ideas work for you and work to lighten all the stress that you live with with this chronic illness. And please share whatever you do. I would love to hear what you do around your, your appointments that help make it easier for you. Until next time, my name is Jerry Ugalde. Thank you for listening. Keep healing and stay strong.